0: Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP podcast. Woo! Are you ready?
1: Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is a Smarky Filipinas podcast where... We're trying to do something new here, and we're recording from home, uh, from from remote locations for all home, and I'm just oh, yeah. recording we've everything here. Before. Yeah, yeah. I think we have done this before, but this is we did probably... that rain out episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rain, yeah. Oh, rain check. Rain right, check episode. Right. I think that was like two years ago. So this, yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've come a long way since then. This is probably the most sophisticated uh, setup we've had. Not saying that it's perfect and not saying that we're going to be doing this a lot moving forward. But this is pretty much as as close as we've come to um, having having the podcast done in a studio, which we did for like the first three years of the project. I don't know. It's just it's just weird, I guess, uh, that we're doing this this way again. So um, in, in any case. It's very weird. Right. right it, it's very weird, like not seeing the people you're actually talking to, but at the same time. You know they're there. You know they're checking Facebook Messenger. You know they're typing or or panting in the background, which I I totally can hear right now. So,
0: yeah, well, it's a, the first time we're doing it in a while.
1: Yeah, I didn't yeah. Know, I didn't know he was. Indy was there but anyway. <laughs> good evening to all. Yeah, good uh, evening. We're, we actually are recording this uh, at night as usual. Coming into this week's podcast, the biggest news to come out from the world of wrestling is the fact that. TV5 just announced this afternoon that uh, they'll be broadcasting SmackDown Live on
0: Sundays with a bit of a delay. And
1: it's not a bit—it's not a bit of a delay. It's actually a pretty big delay, considering the, you know we live in a time when everything is instant. Uh, we we try to watch things as they happen in the states. Um, having SmackDown Live like four or five days after it initially airs in the states is pretty pretty late by my standards. But since I can watch Raw and SmackDown whenever the fuck I want. It's not really my place to complain. Neither do I think that it's in anybody's place to complain in the first place. Oh,
0: man. Because, I mean, we are getting SmackDown Live. Not the shitty three hours of Raw. But we are getting SmackDown Live. And that much, you know, is already bringing smiles to my TV5 heart. Thank Uh, you so much, Coach Shot.
2: I want to talk about this real quick. Because uh, entitlement and um, privilege... Is a big deal right now all over local social media. So at this point, I I wanted to ask: since free TV, uh, by way TV Five, is the only way the I would say humble wrestling fan, humble Filipino wrestling fan, can get their hands on on WWE Pro Wrestling. Is it? Do we have any right at all to complain that this is what they're only getting? Uh, I I have a feeling that at at this point, uh, most. Most people should just be happy that we're getting something at all off free. But at the same time, um, is it really that hard to uh, to watch for wrestling in this of target market? Like, if you're watching on cable, right? Let's assume, that you have, first of all, enough money to pay for some cable to get, uh, uh to get Fox on the regular and to be able to catch uh, Raw or SmackDown on a cable channel. On HD? So on I HD. No, 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 regardless of whatever it is. So you, can ha- you, can, you can watch Fox regardless of whether your TV is HD capable or not. But at this point, should you be complaining? Because I assume that if you have enough money for cable, you should have some money for, for Internet.
1: I don't know. I mean, um, I, I guess that's a good assumption in the first place. Right? If you have enough money to pay for cable, then you should have enough money to pay for internet. But going off of what you just said, um, I do agree that there is a level of entitlement that uh, Filipino viewers have been very, uh, very inclined to just exhibit on the internet, especially when they react with questions like "Bakit walang raw?", "Bakit walang yeah. NXT?", "Bakit one ar lang?", and you know, no matter how hard we try whether it's on the podcast whether it's on smart Henry or in whatever medium or forum that you know to just explain to people now asking for seven hours of WWE main roster programming really just is very very hard especially when wrestling as a medium is something that the mainstream doesn't appreciate for what it is I this- is if you have
2: space to complain about uh, where5 isn't showing what fox shows uh, you know, in their, in their programming lineup, I have a feeling that you are very much capable of finding a way at least to watch everything that you're not getting on TV5, right?
0: There's always a way. It's like if you if you have the network for some of those shows like NXT five yeah, yeah. Live. Listen yeah, yeah, yeah. me. Mean. I mean. We're
2: considering, yeah. considering means there. We're considering privilege and we're considering what people are able to afford it. Basically, Camus, um, we're, we're
1: trying not to be Erwan Husev. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. There, I, thank I, you. I That's actually a very go, nice one.
2: I wasn't going to go name, I wasn't to going to go name drop it because I assumed that Thomas was smart enough to know what the hell I was talking about and I assumed everyone else was knowledgeable enough to assume, to know what I was talking about. So, yeah, if if um if Agus uh, Dito is people aren't capable of of, you know, of having internet to to watch uh, to watch via stream or via torrent, whatever have you, or whatever, via uh, Bolly, Bolly Rules downloads, right? The <laughs> open load uh, is the shit right now, by the way. Yeah, like, no, no, right no. Uh, uh, what I'm saying is, if you, if, if, if these weren't options to you, then at the same, you know, all the same, cable wouldn't have been an option to you as well. So if you have cable and if you were spoiled by what Fox box it was able to give you, then I'm really just assuming that you are. You you could I mean, you could find a
1: way to like to what way we do, right? It's it's gusto may paraan, ganos. So, but uh you know, um, they go me para an. And I assume
2: yeah.
1: Right. Where are you coming from when they complain about this? I guess what I'm trying to say or the the point I'm I'm trying to get at the man is a lot of viewers are just lazy. And and I think that that is um, one of the points in it. was trying to bring up earlier and that a lot of people really are just lazy. Cause they, yeah, to can a degree, oh, yeah. can, can we do that? Can we say that?
2: Do we consider everything? Do we consider all? Oh, we really, all the are we in agreement? We're assuming if they have enough capabilities to, to watch, investigate, like, watch the,
1: the same way we do. I wouldn't say so, yeah. because um, there are some people who can't live with their. Can't say so. No, no, I, I, I wouldn't say so, because there are some people who live at home and they live yeah. with their families. So like the uh, cable, uh, cable doesn't necessarily come out of their pockets, but may come out of their parents' pockets. You get what I mean? Or like a shared family pot that, where they that. pay for cable.
2: But when we, when we, when we consider that, if we're not in agreement, it's not. We can't assume they have the fast enough internet to watch same way we do if they can't afford the network like we do. But we can't call them lazy as much as we'd like to. Yes, some of them, maybe most of them are lazy. Some of them are entitled jackasses who can't find their way, can't Google their way into an illegal stream, or, you know, can't come up with enough cash for the network. Maybe it's not even it's not even a it. It's a matter of a matter of principle that they won't get, you know, they won't spend enough money to get the network to watch the rest that they want to watch. But for some of them, we can't call them lazy to the guy.
1: So I don't know. I'm 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 having a hard time putting it together. Like, uh, if if that's the reality that that these people are facing, and you know they really just want to watch wrestling, I don't know. I mean, for for a nation where we we try so hard to get internet access, and by hook or by crook we have to have it. Whether it's going to an internet cafe and staying there, even though binabaha ka na until your knees, uh-huh. why can't we? Why can't we go the same distance to look for our wrestling? Do you get what I'm trying to say?
2: Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. Get it let's, let's agree on this. If you're unable to, you know, if you're really, literally financially unable to get good internet, get the network, fine, that's fine. Free TV's for you, and uh, you could complain, I guess, about what TV5 is and isn't offering. But if you do actually have the means, to you know, to do the same, to watch it the same way we do, then yes, you are lazy.
1: Okay, yeah, I think that's a fair compromise. It's already there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's something we can all agree on. Um, I guess this all just really means, uh, or, or what what we're just trying to say is, if you can, go look for it. Go tr- go try to watch wrestling on your own. Because at this point, it's it's a futile exercise to keep hoping that TV networks will have your best interests in mind. Yep, pretty much The internet does No, no, the internet doesn't But it's it, um, TV is a business At the end of the day This is something We've been saying Since uh, we had Nicole On the podcast We've been really Trying to drive this point home TV is a business At the end of the day And if uh, You can't get what you want Because The situation Just isn't ideal Well, tough luck it, It's not their fault because They're out to make green And if Wrestling does Bring in that that amount of money sorry na lang it's uh, that's the name of the game like if you, if you really want to yeah. watch if you really want to watch all the things you want to watch then find a way to watch it the same way you go out of your way to look for Evolve or Ring of Honor or PWG right? you download you stream well to be fair the, most of the people who you know who are coming up these to play don't really go
2: out of their way to watch any shows that are hard to find so guess kind of uh, maybe some of them don't really know how to do this. It, you know, we're still a culture, a society brought up uh, heavily on TV. So everything they they watch is right there in you know in a flip of a channel, right? So mm-hmm. I, I can also see that uh, there's a lot to be taught when it comes to watching wrestling on the internet.
1: Okay, yeah um, That's fair I wanna I wanna uh, go on a tangent point though And talk about the TV5 press con Because I, I don't think any of us Caught wind of the press con Until it no, was I did. actually happening Oh, you did you, So you knew Yes,
2: yes I knew uh, Remember, I had you guys check email account To see if we got any invites
1: Oh, okay, okay Yeah, you didn't Ooh. tell me about this I didn't know about this
2: uh, um, I was actually uh, Someone actually forwarded me Your invite But that was like on the morning of the uh, this morning, this morning. So I was gonna tell you that I don't think you were you were gonna ever make it.
1: I was gonna make it. If, if you told me like after nine, well, I totally yes. would have made it. And so and so give it to me i like you told me like nine a.m. something like that. Wait, but the invite was for Smart Henry. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was okay. for wait, uh, for, for wait. The invite was for whom and for like which outlet?
2: A friend of us, a friend of ours.
1: Ah, okay, okay. Mm. Right. So, Roger, friend of ours. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, so I didn't know about this at all. Uh, I only found out like when I when I randomly checked Facebook. Like, I was supposed to check out after lunch and and just totally uh, take a nap and shit because I I wasn't feeling too well this afternoon. But I ended up staying up an extra hour just to catch the tail end of the press conference and and to uh, write up about it for for the site. And I, I just gotta say it's really amazing how how far we've come in terms of technology even though I was just sitting at home I was able to catch the press con I I got all the information I needed and I was able to write up about it as if I was just there so uh, pretty happy about technology even though we've got slow ass internet here in the Philippines but that said who the fuck thinks they can pass off as a journalist in 2017 and go to a WWE press conference and ask a WWE official sir is wrestling fake is wrestling scripted what kind? Oh of, God. What what kind of idiot thinks can that they can pass off? And ju- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm asking. I I, I am asking. I'm not Jeez, getting any leads right Christ. now. But to shame the But who is this idiot? I really want to know. Like, if you are part of the media and if you know this idiot, please let us know privately, because I just want to know. I want to know if I've seen this person or if I've interacted with this person at at uh, media scrums or press conferences or whatnot. I just think it's really, really, really unbelievable. It's
0: borderline unprofessional. Yeah, no,
2: no, no. It's not borderline unprofessional. It really
1: is unprofessional because you were coming
2: into a press conference and you're supposed to ask uh, really good questions. To be fair, uh, uh, the local journalism industry, and I'm firing a shot here, we are not good at asking questions. So, a lot of our questions at press funds are memo. And this question, most of all, is a very memo question, probably from a guy. Who clearly isn't even a childhood fan, right? Finally, he doesn't want to be there. He obviously, yeah, he was just sent there as a, I I'm guessing, he was just sent there because, you know, big on big brand, he, you know, it was an assignment given to him by his editor. So, he asks the very thing that, first of all, he needs to have done his research on because it is a very basic question about the sport you're covering. So, if you can't find your answer after a quick Google search, after a quick core search, then uh that's the time when you should be asking your question. But you know, if it's something that can easily be Googled, then you cannot, under any circumstances, ask this question. It means you came to the press con not doing your homework at all. And it makes you look bad, it makes your organization look bad because they your your weak ass and uh, you're just you just made yourself a
1: laughing song. Yeah. Um it's kind of like attending a press conference for Amelia Clark and say Peter Dinklage, and you uh, you're covering a Game of Thrones press con and you ask Amelia Clark if she really is the legit queen of the dragons. <laughs> That's how stupid that question is. Wow. good
2: more of you know, it's more of asking something that everyone knows already.
1: Like, yeah, exactly. Amelia uh, Clark yeah, is yeah. not the queen of dragons in real life, deba. But if you go up to her and ask her that, um, and and she's not in character as as uh, Daenerys, you come off looking like an idiot. Yeah, it's as simple as that. So it it really just uh, boggles my mind. Na pa uh, quote unquote uh,
2: again
1: again firing
2: shots at the local at my colleagues at my in my industry uh we are really a terrible uh journalism culture uh, a journalism society we i've heard a dozen of memo questions dozens of memo questions just because nobody could think of one a good question
1: to ask. Yeah, like what do you think about the weather here? What's your favorite yeah. food? I'm you know th- th- those stupid questions that if you ever go to a press con for any foreign act whether it's an artist or like a dignitary or a personality, just nakakapikon naman talaga. Like um, yeah. I I guess one of the worst instances I've had of that is when I it was part of the Larry Bird press conference and I love telling the story. Um it was the Larry Bird press conference during the NBA Global Games and a certain A certain son of a sports writer, who was once a commissioner of a D-League, raised his hand and called Larry Bird Mr. Legend, in reference to his Larry Legend nickname, spent a minute or two rambling on about how awesome Larry Bird was, and then asked Larry Bird a very inconsequential question that nobody could have used in any article whatsoever. And I'm standing there, in reverence to Larry Bird, and I'm like, putana, you just wasted Larry Bird's time and the rest of ours in the process.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Sobrang hassle, hassle. I really hate uh, the state of Filipino journalism. And it sucks no, that... It's,
2: no, it's the state of Filipino journalism. Can't yeah. criticize, can't ask the right questions, can't... You know, fuck,
1: fuck, fuck. Everything's a pat on the back. Yep. Yeah, basically. Anyway, um, yeah, we just spent like 15 minutes shitting on... Pinoy everywhere, whether they're like yep. journalists or viewers, which, which kind of says something about how condescending we inherently are, which I don't no, deny. No, 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 no. Fuck
2: that. We are criticizing people. Stone stone in the sky. Okay? Stone stone in the sky. Whoever gets hit, don't fucking get mad. you have a problem, take it up with us on the podcast.
1: Yeah, or, or, you know, um, get mad about the fact that we don't have a healthy culture of criticism, which is why you're feeling salty. Yep. But, you know, that's a different topic altogether. Anyway, uh, we've got a packed show on the podcast, as usual. We've actually got PWR champion John Sebastian in his first appearance on the podcast since winning the title all the way back in November or October. I actually don't remember anymore. Uh, It's been a while. It's been a while. We haven't had him since then. So it's high time that we have him uh, just days before his main event match against Chris Panzer at Revolution X. It's bound to be crazy, and I'm... um, Pretty excited about that. So, we actually pull the curtain back. It's a phrase you'll be hearing a lot throughout the interview. And we get to talk about um, his thoughts heading into Revolution X, um, his involvement in PWR since he started training, what are his thoughts on the Casey Montero angle from last year, and how far he's come since then. All of that, you'll get to hear that, plus if you, stick, uh, if, if you stick with us until the very end, we'll be doing payback predictions and our uh, pick of the week, which we always do at the end of the podcast. So without further ado, here is PWR champion, John Sebastian. All right, so we are doing this this trial setup where all four of us are patched in via phone, or at least three of them are. So uh, why don't we just welcome our guest for this week. He is the reigning defending PWR champion and he will be main eventing Revolution X this Sunday. John Sebastian back on the SGP podcast. This is what, the fifth, fourth time now? I, I, I actually don't remember. I, I don't know if anyone's
2: accounting. We have this problem now where we keep forgetting to get the new champions on the show when after they win. So uh, we have to apologize because we did that with J.S.L., yeah. uh, Ralph, uh, Ralph, yeah, Ralph, and he wasn't a champion, but Chris Panzer took it forever to get back on the show, especially after winning the of Gold. So, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah.
3: Sorry about that, <laughs> Sorry. sir.
0: That's
3: all right. All right, so... Well, since when was Chris Panzer champion, though? So I said...
1: Uh, I like how you've got your uh, you've got your verbal uh, verbal jabs a game on. So that's that's always a good thing to hear. Uh, but you know, um, outside of what we do in PWR, it's actually it's actually pretty refreshing just having this conversation, especially a few days right before we head towards Revolution X. So I guess um, the very first question I gotta ask you is, what's it been like being champion? Like you've been champion since what um late last year it's been almost. it's been a few months now yeah, it's been almost six months so how's that ride been so far
3: um uh, the honest the honest to goodness part of it the belt is heavy and you have to like bring an extra bag to to bring it around so that's that's a thing uh but other than that um uh, it's been good uh People look at you different, and they call you champ for some reason. But as for but honestly, it's uh I I feel that it's more pressure to just up your game uh for main events and all that. But other than that, it's been fun. It's been a fun it's a fun ride.
1: Now um you've been doing a lot of media interviews, um, right before this one, right before Revolution X. So how does it feel to walk in a studio? you're you're all dressed up, you're in uh, corporate attire, mo, and then you've got you've got the PWR Championship slumped over your shoulder. Walk me through how that feels like.
3: It feels. Like most people would be starstruck. I, I get starstruck from time to time when I see like really big celebrities and all that. But sometimes I'm just amazed at how at how these media guys. Just handle things. You know, there are guys that don't know what pro wrestling is all about, so you have to walk them through it. And it, it, uh, it's tough. It's tough. You know, they they ask you, ah, oh, dibos skripted and, and you have to tell them that. <laughs> you, you have to tell them what's what. You know, because we have this culture of we uh, people just don't assume what they don't know. So it feels nice, it feels, imp- I I wouldn't say important, but it feels like I'm doing the community a service by being an ambassador to what we do.
1: Let's take a trip back to March when we had PWR Live, Mainit. Of course, you were in the main event against Main Max, PWR Championship match. It was a huge deal, but like minutes into the match, um, there was a very unfortunate injury to Main Max. You were at the center of it all as it happened. I wasn't even there when that happened. So, can you walk me through what was going through your mind as as Max blew out his knee?
3: Alright, well, uh, I suppose um, this is like a peek behind the curtain. But what happened was, um, it was supposed to be Max's you know, offense and stuff. So, he was going to wail on my knee and all that. And... Um right after some of his moves he starts stomping on my leg. And then he does this big uh, uh this big jumping stomp. And he slumps over. And I was expecting that right after that he was gonna pick me up to gut wrench me. I think it was a gut wrench power bomber, gut wrench uh suplex. So I'm lying there, I'm waiting for him to pick me up, and then I start getting up. And he slumped over. So I was like, oh, crap. What the, what the hell's going on? So I tried uh, to get over to him. The ref stops me. Gem, uh, iron ref, Ben Vitashon, stops me. Says, he's hurt, man. He's hurt. And I'm
2: like, oh, shit. I saw the video. Did you see that video? Uh, of Someone caught it on tape. And it was so... Cr- You've seen videos of athletes suffering this exact kind of injury, almost something similar. And I don't know if you were able to see it back and watch it back, but when I saw it, I, it was so the And how did you feel at that time when you realized that, oh, this is what well, this is exactly what happened to Max and his knee? Oh, yeah, crap. That that scared me. That scared me. Honestly, I running so
3: cringeworthy with, like, knees and stuff. So, like, stretching and, like, just strengthening the knees with what I can do and and it's scary man you, you really can't prepare for like a knee injury and the way it's bent right you guys see it
0: yeah, yeah that yeah. was messed so, up man so up.
1: right so you know I, I really yeah. can't blame anybody uh, whether you're a boot camper or an active member of the roster I, I can't blame you if just watching it seeing it live and playing it back uh, if, if that traumatizes you better. As it happened, so, um, you know, immediately the match has to end. Pero, siempre, not, not everybody in attendance knows now there was a legit injury that went down. And people are confused because I came in from the bathroom and, and there was bedlam literally going on um, in the Bayanian Center because no one, no one knows what was going on. So, as, as the heel in that match, what did you think uh, was your responsibility? Or how did you feel that you had to react moving forward from that particular injury? Well... From
3: that, uh, you know, he was slumped over, and all that people were people were already asking. I was I was standing there, and people were. Uh, the ref was telling me he can't go, he can't go. So I was at least hoping that maybe we can like put in a quick a quick finish and all that. So you basically buy some time for the ref to be, get like uh, a gauge for it. If he can continue, if he can't, if he can stand up, if he can live, if he can leave the ring. Because honestly, if he could have stood up and we could have gone with a quick finish, we could have put in another match. We could have put in like something extra. But the way it was, it is we couldn't. So I got out, get, bought some time, I, I messed the crowd. Because at that point, you feel the, the crowd is shocked, it's joined. You know, um, Because this thing is and no one no one could have predicted it um so the uh, the shocked george so you you have to just really rile them up and maybe get them behind behind max and see if maybe back in the ring it was a no-go ref stopped the match uh but kudos to max he 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 laid down and took a a stick in when he didn't have to the Kendo stick
0: shots were actually quite a surprise, considering uh, what happened, we knew yeah. that he was down for a while.
3: Yeah, man, part, you have to look where to hit him, so I don't hit him underneath.
2: How part. easy was it to uh, you know you, you guys had you and Chris Panzer after that after that injury after that incident went on to have an, I I I wouldn't say it was impromptu because. At this point, uh, going again behind the curtain, that was scheduled to happen, only that it was scheduled to happen way after... Much uh, later in the show. So how hard and, or how easy would it have been, or was it, for you guys to do that, uh, considering what had just happened in the ring? Uh,
3: we just had to like throw him for the brawl. Uh,
2: the cue was,
3: I was going to say something on the mic, and he comes out And uh, I don't know what happened backstage... But when I said something on the mic, I was just waiting for him to come in. And I was going to set up for a kill shot. And he's not there yet. So good thing he came out in the nick of time. He didn't do the whole wrestler friend thing where I want to help you, but I'm still waiting for my music to play. He just <laughs> came out <laughs> and just stood in front of me. And I'm like, okay, good. We can We can maybe salvage a bit of this by by just going crazy with an all out brawl. And that was pretty nuts for me because, you know, uh, the 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 young boys, the the event staff, the bouncers or bouncer sized young boys, they were <laughs> all over the place, man. This this batch is crazy. When when they say when you tell them to like separate you like before you'd have like maybe one or two guys just you had like five ten guys on you because we didn't have
0: that many guys before (laughs) (laughs) speaking from experience
3: and and and, and i'm i'm gonna be honest with you like some of the young boys that were like stopping us i I was like wondering why are they stopping us like i'm (laughs) like there, there's like small guy just like crawling into you like well, what are you gonna do man what are you gonna do like hold my foot to death and but the big guys the big guys are scary you, you it feels like you don't want to like jump over the big guys because they could just like pick you up and just say hey stop bad boy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but, um so, Things happen the way they happened, and honestly, if we could have cleared Max off the ring faster, I would have, I would have gone another match, man. Uh, but hey, you know, safety first. Max is safety first.
1: Yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. Now, um, you know, you you've been on the main roster for a little over two years now, and am I right when I assume that this is the most fun you've had uh, since since debuting in 2015? <laughs> um.
3: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, it's it's not the most fun in terms of like just just messing around and whatever. It's just just fun. It's just been a fun ride, you know. It's still a fun ride. Uh, I came to. I just realized that you know, just have fun wrestling, man. I mean, I think it's not. It's not uh, it's not hidden anymore. It's common knowledge now that we basically get paid zilch at the moment. So if you <laughs> if you
1: if you have fun wrestling, man, that's the that's the most payment that you can have. I want to get into the Wrestling Lord and Savior gimmick I say I think like on the podcast or even in interviews, it's something you haven't really touched on. Like so, so I, I want to I want to ask about the whole gimmick in Wrestling Lord and Savior. Like, where did that come from, and why did you just start calling yourself? The Wrestling Lord and Savior Aside from the obvious Jesus comparison
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you uh, I think it was In SGP Where there was this guy uh, That was like A little Very prissy about You know Local wrestling And wrestling in general And I think his name Was Jesus or something So I was just like Joking around for a bit and Oh Wrestling Lord and Savior Whatever And then I realized That is too good To just waste away On just On just a guy Right so, I already have that thing, like, stashed under, which I couldn't really use because, you know, the whole Royal Flush thing. <laughs> the whole Royal
1: Flush thing. That thing. With, yeah, uh-huh. We can get into your, your point of view of the whole thing later if you want.
3: Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know if you want to.
2: <laughs> well, I want but to. But
3: the whole Royal Flush thing, uh, you got, like, the card motif, which, come on, let's be honest, it was pretty nice for a bit, you know though so i agree with the jackass really means you don't master anything <laughs> um, the, the whole the whole ace thing was nice but it doesn't really say anything about you and then you get the and then you get the chance and then you just some people just ask hey should i still call you cutthroat which i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't like because i didn't come up with cutthroat
1: who came up with that yeah.
3: Well, you know who, the guy who came up with the royal flush thing. Uh,
0: oh, that
3: guy, that guy.
1: Which is yeah. not
3: uh, me named. No, but he, no. Um, uh, the the story behind the cutthroat thing is, you know, uh, before I, I was I, I was thinking of just changing like my first name because the Sebastian part for my, my wrestling name was always always going to be there. I I love my last name. It's a tribute to my dad, whatever. Okay. So the first name was always in contention. And then we just came up with with John, you know, let's just go with John. And then he said, hey, you got you to gotta get, like, a nickname, a moniker in front of it. And I'm like, no, you can just call Bob. me John Sebastian. Uh, you can just call me John Sebastian. That's cool. Uh, but he said, no, no, how about cutthroat? Said, okay. <laughs> you don't even really have to. So, if you notice, like, before the first Revolution X, it's mostly just John Sebastian. Like, there's no cutthroat, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then I thought it was, like, buried and gone, and everybody, like, forgot about it. And then he comes out with, like, the promo on Revolution. Yeah, that one promo at the end. Hey. And then he just says, cutthroat, John and I'm like, ah, what? Really? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and it it's stuck for a couple of years, and, and if you notice, I, I never really say cutthroat. Like, I'm, uh, I'm medio bastos, but, you know... When you say cutthroat, I think deep throat, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. Alright,
1: oh, so, so. so. Cutthroat you know, to when, deep throat,
3: though. When he was, like, gone, and uh, the whole royal flush thing was going down the drain or whatever, parched the motherfucking man asked me, hey, do you still want to uh, come out with this cutthroat? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Put in Wrestling Lord and Savior. It's stuck. It's stuck. Thank God it's stuck. Thank you, fans. For
2: for riding along, I never actually knew he hated that. You hated that uh, nickname, moniker. Yeah, this is actually a learning experience for me.
3: <laughs> because it's not. I didn't feel it was me, man. I, I didn't come up with it. I didn't. I didn't really feel it, you know. So the wrestling, Lord and Savior, but, you know, it's fun. this is like. The most, I can feel, uh, uh, you know, most creatively liberating part in years.
1: Right. Now, um, with that said, I want to talk about um, the Royal Flush, that Royal Flush chapter in your career. Like, I, I guess from your eyes, from your point of view, I mean, we've all talked about, you know, um, we've, we've all talked about him and about what he's done and everything. But I, I, I guess I just want to get your thoughts on the whole thing. Because uh, you work closely with, with Yusuf, uh, Brian Leo, however the fuck you want to call him. So what what were the things uh-huh. that you observed from your point of view? I guess like like what's your story? If you if you have you one, tell Ooh. if you have one, I'm because we be know honestly.
3: you have one. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, like in the story, we were we were good, you know. I'm I'm kind of happy that the royal flush thing happened, you know, because honestly, uh, he helped me out a lot. He uh, let's 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 be honest here, you know. Uh, uh, I don't think I would have like gotten all the opportunities if there wasn't, you know, if the president wasn't looking out or whatever. But it's also, you know, it's also with the creative team, so the creative team. So I'm just, I'm not putting everything on him. But you, you have to acknowledge like there is, you know, sometimes there's some good that the person does for you, and that's okay. Uh, I don't mind it. Yeah, the whole, but. For a while there, like early 2015, uh, we were on the outs, man. And, you know, I, i, I would I say I understood? No. I, I, I understood a bit, but, you know, just for things to, things to degrade that quickly. But, uh, you know, stuck it out. I stuck it out uh, for wrestling, you know. You because at this at at that time you know it's halangan racing in the so it's either here or ano uh, it's either here or nothing right it's either PWR or nothing yeah at that time so well, now. so you yeah, um, so, <laughs> so do
1: you can have you any thoughts? Shut <laughs> up, <About> Camus. <laughs>
0: come
3: on, come on. No, no.
0: Okay, ma'amen, um, ma'amen.
3: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it later. You know, we're not kayfabeing this, though. So. <laughs> nah, no, we're not. But we're not fabing this. So uh, I stuck it out for wrestling, and you know, um, keep your head down, whatever. And you know, it, it things get stable, and there's uh, the, this point in Batanes. Honestly, in Batanes, uh, I'm thankful for the vacation. I was not thankful for the outcome. For the end part of it, but I uh, I have fun. And the only not fun part was the whole getting home part, because man, I got work too. <laughs> so <laughs> when that um, <clears throat> when that whole thing came into being, you know, with what happened, what happened happened. Uh, when what happened happened, uh, I was kinda hopeful. No, he would have uh, pulled through with the money and uh, and the reimbursements and all that, you know, rooting for you. Because if you don't, then you're basically thinking you're just going to be screwed, thinking, hey, I'm rooting for myself to get screwed. So right. I was hoping, hoping, hoping that he he would have pulled through. But, you know, from what I've seen, from what my opinion is, it. Didn't happen the way it happened, you know. It, we didn't get paid. Uh, which some the guys got their reimbursements, which is good because that's a whole lot of money. And I'm gonna be honest with you, like JD was like one of the guys that bailed me out because, whew, that whole thing was crazy. And I was really, really, really preparing myself to just stay another night in fucking Batanes. No offense to the people of Batanes. I know you don't like, wake up after 8 o'clock, but, you know, if you fucking live in paradise, you wouldn't wake up after 8, uh, either, but, <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah.
1: You know what, through all of the... Too bad, what happened to him? Th- through all of the shit that happened, and through, say, the confrontations, mm-hmm. the meetings, and all of that, even a key, uh, a key figure there, but it really just amazes me to no end how you were one of the people who always kept your cool like through the whole situation you've always been one of the cooler heads there and I, I guess it just um, has to be said how you know um, um, despite how much of a dick you portray yourself to be in the ring outside of it in, in these very mature and intense situations you always seem to uh, be the one of, one of the cooler heads and that just has to be said just has to be put out there no thank you I, uh,
3: I, I didn't think I was one of the cooler heads I'm just like in my head, I was panicking because, okay, uh, like again, behind the curtain, there was a point in those meetings that people were actually thinking of just, just quitting, and to me, and this all goes back to just thinking wrestling is our dream, right? And to me, you know, p- these people, you know, PWR. Each member of the roster, you know, they put in their blood, their sweat, their tears. You know, bad backs and bad ankles, and you know, and for those guys to quit on something that they've built on building the dream. You know, uh it it's just for for one guy, one guy. Really, is it is it worth giving up your dreams because of this guy? So. You know, at the end of the day, it was just like, for me, it was just thinking, uh, hey, guys, uh, maybe we could like find something that will just make make you guys stay and just keep working with us or whatever. Or maybe we could find a compromise to just get everybody in the middle of the table and just meet and just find a, just find a way forward because really... It doesn't benefit the. Sorry, my cats are fighting. But uh, <laughs> but really, I mean, it doesn't benefit anyone for 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 PWR to go or PWR to fragment or PWR to to
2: just go down because of a guy. I think I there mean, was actual money in it. There was actual money involved. So uh, if they were yeah, to follow up because of one guy, it was only because. There was that much damage dealt. And I would assume that and uh, I can't fault that and people who were traumatized for, for by losing their money. That's a lot of money they lost. So if they mm-hmm. were having problems trusting the company again after all that, I, I really couldn't blame them. Uh, it's it's what happened. But I get your point then as well, for sure.
3: Yeah. And honestly, with this whole thing, uh, I've told this to like other people uh, from time to time, but you know, I don't like people losing their dreams. I don't like people uh, people not wrestling if if your dream is wrestling deba, then why quit why why lose it? and I, I i i feel sorry for those guys because you know it's not just the w w e but just if you really love wrestling, then you. You make it a priority. You make time for it, and when things are bad, you—I don't know what to do. Some people go. Some people take their ball and go home. Some people just uh, stick it out. And sometimes, for me, my dreams are more important than sticking it out. My uh, I means that my dreams are more important than than quitting.
2: Yeah. All right. Makes uh, sense. If you uh, We've come here, uh, we're almost at Revolution X 2017. We've come a long way from those issues, from, from that debacle. So what are your thoughts on us getting here to this point after everything, after WWE scouted us, after we've gotten in touch with them, and them keeping their eyes on us, uh, after, you know, we've all moved on and we are now at our third annual Revolution X, the biggest show of the PWR calendar.
3: Well, uh, for it feels great because it feels that, you know, after 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 the storm there is we're here we're here we we've made it somehow we've made it like by scratching and clawing and it's not just it's not just the wrestlers it's not the company it's the fans you know if the fans left us because we didn't have shows for a bit then we're screwed we would have been screwed but the fans not only just came; they not only came to the shows, but uh, but they, but they came to the fundraiser and forked up the money and, and for the things that were sold and done on that on that fundraiser. Man, I think 500 bucks yung isang boat, isang karton ng gatas. Jesus Christ You know That was fucking crazy
0: <laughs> That was a crazy shit Last night man That
3: That, that was some That was <laughs> crazy And you know It's the fans They, they helped us Stay afloat You are our Lifesaver guys
1: The last three years You've been involved In very high profile matches At uh, Revolution X Of course um, This year It can't get any bigger Than that But being in the main event Being in the PWR Championship scene But I want to talk about Last year Because hey, You and I have never really uh, Had the chance To like uh, to talk about the program last year uh, with with Casey and with with Chris Panzer, and in a way, um, that program kind of set the table for for the rematch at this year's Revolution X. So, um, I, I guess I wanted to get your thoughts on on how you got involved into the program, how you know what went through your mind when you found out, na, you know, um, you were going to team up with Casey and you were going to do this thing where you're going to show up on TV, you're going to cause cause some trouble over there. And it'll lead up to the Revolution X angle.
3: That was exciting. I, I was, I was excited, and yeah, you know, I felt honored that the, the crazy guys they booking, like you know, picked me to to do it. And honestly, there's like a lot of you gotta throw a lot of props to Chris Panzer. He's like one of the best guys I've worked with ever, and. Oh, <laughs> And ooh, that, that's not something you should say about your opponent this Sunday, basti. <laughs> <laughs> <yeah, laughs> I realize it. Uh, yeah, it's fans actually- are too. Yeah, yeah but, it's uh, the
0: rematch from last year.
3: Yeah, but uh, the whole thing with that was uh, we had uh, that was a lot of fun. That was an exciting time for me because, uh, and I don't get like cable or, or local TV on my home, so I had to go to like uh, to another house and watch from there what happened with, like, the wrestling, the, uh, the GOAT. The, the goat, 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 the chose. GOAT. Yeah, the GOAT show. Yeah, but <laughs> I had to, like, go to another house and watch it from there and see what happened, and, and well, seeing myself on TV, and I'm, man, man this guy's such a fucking dork, man. <laughs> 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 and if you look at KC, like, right next to me, he, he looks like he's the wrestler. Like, I could have just backed him. I could have just been in this corner and just go, yeah, I'm gonna kick his ass. <laughs> but, that guy is huge. And, and props to Stan for, like, taking an ass kicking from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> both verbal whole, and physical. The whole way through. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese lesbian. I was like, <laughs> when he said Chinese lesbian, I was like, oh, oh my God. What do I come up with to match that? Uh,
1: Sidekick on Tracy Abad show on the radio. Yeah, that that was that was actually pretty funny. Well, that it, yeah, now he, that I look back on that. No, but but how is it like for you working alongside yeah. Casey? Because yeah, now
3: you're not even a sidekick on Tracy Abad shows. Then yeah, well, but Tracy Abad <laughs> doesn't have a show.
1: Well, we're not going to talk about. We're not that. a sidekick either. We're not going to talk about that, but um, really quickly though, how is it like? How, how is it like for you um, to work alongside Casey? Because hey, being experienced now, you're you're working against him, um, and, and, you know, to come up with such a compelling promo, such a compelling match, but to be that guy on his side, how is that like?
3: Uh, can you repeat the question? Yeah, I think my stuff is cutting in and
1: out. Yeah, no worries. Um, how's it like just being alongside Casey? Uh, you know, having him as your manager. Uh, coming out side by side, doing that bit where you know you just chat on everybody, uh, including oh, me. Like, yeah. How was how that like? Oh, that, that yeah, that long promo, or the whole experience of being with Casey?
3: Oh uh, okay. uh, Like I grew up in the nineties, you know. So this was Casey Montero from MTV. Yeah. So. He, he, yeah, man. So the first, the fucking first time I saw him, I was like, oh my god, that's Casey Montero. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I like, man. And, and I think Stan can attest to this. It was the skinny mics, and he came in, and I was like, oh my god, that's Casey Montero, oh my god.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and when he comes, like, okay, play it cool, play it cool. The one not wanna look like a fucking, no, it's the <laughs> okay well so, yeah honestly, that's uh, how I felt you know like if any celebrities like come to pWR and I don't like come near you or I don't like you know I don't acknowledge your presence like major major that it's not because you know or'm it's just like I'm marking out right now and I kind of don't want you to like find out oh this guy's this guy's a fucking nerd, man. You did have to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> Could have kept kayfabe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Some of you
3: know, is... <laughs> of self-respect. Right?
0: Yeah, but, exactly.
3: Yeah, uh... So, <laughs> like, for the most part of it, like, the whole time, I, he, I found that he was, like, very cool, cool very laid-back. Like, during the backstage of Revolution X, uh me i was me i was worrying with with chris what we're gonna do with the match and uh what's gonna happen and if this is gonna be good because we're like coming up on the tail end of the show we're like right before the main event so you you really have to like figure out oh man i have to like we have to like come up with a you know a good match match, uh we'll get the crowd or what we want to do and th- this guy Casey was sitting backstage with with his entourage, and just, just fucking drinking beers and stuff. And I was like, "Oh my
2: god, it's so cool." That like, Casey Montano people—they
1: were actually <laughs> offering us to drink Hennessy. About it, I don't know if you remember this, but I think they were he was also Henny.
2: pretty nervous. I think he he also had a, a case of of nerves, so he was drinking. <laughs> he was drinking long before he got backstage. time. Yeah, because over. I think he was also nervous about the whole thing.
3: And you can't blame yeah, the guy. And there was this part no match where he figured out that we this transport where we go down and like it starts off like a small fight between Stan and Casey. The one that spilled to the to the corner of the crowd. Ah, ah yes. When we got down there and I was thinking where the I sound like Eddie Guerrero. Where the fuck is
1: Casey? Where the fuck is Casey? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and there was this point where Casey was coming near and I was like, I was trying to like get near so the crowd can't hear. And he was like, oh, this guy's trying to haunt me. And I'm like, oh, goddammit, it's Einstein.
2: Can we also tell the story of what happened in that match between Casey and Oh Jesus. God! Oh, <laughs> can we can we the story? Someone I think someone we can. Someone was trying to stop us from telling the story on the podcast because he felt that it Which might offend some people. do you want to tell the story?
1: You see, yeah, just Which for one? context. Just for context, the idiot who almost cost PWR its entire existence and livelihood. This is the guy who tried to Which stop th- uh, Yusuf. Yusuf tried to stop uh, this story from being told. Not a lot of people know this, really? but. So the story is, um, the, the finish of the match involved Casey trying to distract uh, the ref, see si Ben Vitashon. And I go up on uh-huh. the apron and he's supposed to like slap me or push me off, right? So in the heat uh-huh. of the moment, instead of just uh, slapping me across the face or pushing me, Casey ends up balling his fist and ends up actually clocking me legit. So he actually punches me across the jaw. <laughs> So I fall down And I'm knocked out Legit for like half a second And Camus is there uh, worried, worried sick about me And see, see Panzer He sees this So like instinctively He just goes right at Casey And just hits him square in the face With the Panzer Shrek <laughs> Instead of letting Casey have, have that split second To like block the kick I don't know if you've seen this like In know. the video I, yeah, I, yeah. I always thought that was like Part of the finish Where he gets No the, No 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 The, the original finish is The original didn't know. finish was I He laid it in yeah, the original finish was that, but Casey gets that split second to, like, block his face. But, uh, see, Panzer, uh-huh. he sees this happen, and in his mind, he's like, oh my god, he's attacking Stan, let me hit him, like, square in the face. <laughs> so that's what happens. And and so he he hits Casey square in the face with the Panzer Shrek. And, um, so, so later, both of us, yung mukha namin, syempre, medyo masakit after, because I got clocked, and see, Casey got kicked. Pero, when it was all said and done, it was actually good, like, we all explained to each other now. Ah well, I was all in the heat of the moment. We're all good. We're all good. You know, I'm. I'm sorry. We're cool. It, it's just crazy. <laughs> now, apparently, you don't know. Nah, this is actually what went down. I didn't know. I was like, oh my god. Okay, fucking get them. I didn't know. was like, that. That actually
3: happened. I was like, whoa. Okay, dude,
0: watch the tape back. Watch the tape back because it's fucking hilarious. Like, just watching that sequence of events in like the span of a
2: minute it is so good
1: I guess, I guess, yeah and I guess when you watch it with the context in mind with with that story I just told with that in mind and you watch it it kind of sheds light on things but I think we'll never really know like the whole story unless we actually talk to Chris Panzer and Casey Montero about it so maybe we can like save for a future podcast where reunion show yeah, where we can like talk about it should
2: ask Chris Panzer for that when we got him on the podcast anyway
1: yeah Anyway, moving on, moving on. So so we, we come back to Revolution X, uh, it's happening in just a few days. It's a big rematch. And when 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 the Panther Sebastian match happened last year at Revo X, did it ever cross your mind, nah, in a year it will lead up to this huge rematch. And it will set the table for this this epic showdown culminating in the main event of the biggest show of the year. I didn't,
3: man. I, I honestly <laughs> never thought I'd be champion. It, I'm going to be honest, I never asked for it. I never, you know, I never thought it would happen. Uh, you can ask some people close to me about this, but I was honestly thinking, nah, I'm not going to believe that I'm going to be champion until it happens. And it happened. And if you told John Sebastian, no, Revolution X 20 2016, uh, hey, next year you are going to be champion and uh, you're going to go against Chris Panzer and it's going to be like a year-long story for the both of you guys. I, I would have said, <laughs> <laughs> funny, a whole champion. Because again, I never asked for this. And if you ask me, I, I would say there are a ton of guys that, that are more athletic or that can do stuff. Uh, that can rile up a crowd or work a crowd, you know, maybe better than me. I would like to think that I have no ego about the whole wrestling thing because, what, I've been wrestling for three years, man. Uh, I'm not going to be the best at everything. But uh, when it happened, and, and, you know, thanks for the faith, guys. Thank you for paniniwala sa yung wrestling lord and savior. So I've always thought that at some point, Chris Banger would be the main event of Revolution X. Like, that's nowhere. I never thought I would be so now I'm here and if you ask like your wrestling lord and savior John Sebastian, I deserve to be here. Well <laughs> <laughs> you a John Sebastian the regular. Like I'm just thankful now I'm in mean, this drive and I I couldn't be with a better guy.
1: Uh, of course um you are on Thank social you. media, so for our listeners who still don't follow you on social media, where can they find you?
3: Convert to the Church of the Almighty John Sebastian app at follow me on Facebook at facebook.com. Slash, oh, my God, I don't remember my Facebook.
1: They're <laughs> uh, taking search for you.
3: John Sebastian, follow me on Instagram at j-sebastian-w-l-a-f, and That's John Reverend Gordon, Jsebastianwlaf All And right. you All can right. follow me in your Intendupa area. By looking around and asking, where is my God? then he will find
1: you. All right, so that's that's how you can follow John Sebastian. Of course, Champ, good luck uh, this Sunday at Revolution X. I, for one, am uh, so happy that you got a really epic promo video. And I hope that... The guys find a way to show that right before the match. And uh, I hope you and Panzer just tear the house down and give us a main event we'll be talking about in the next year or years to come. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks, brother. Thanks. We're out. We're
0: out. Thank you, Ro. And thank you, Raf. Thank you you so much, Basti.
1: Thanks, brother. See you Sunday. Thank you,
3: guys. See you Sunday, guys.
1: Bye-bye. Huge thanks to John Sebastian, PWR champion, for uh, just hanging out with us for a solid hour. And, um, you know, I, I love just talking to the guys uh, when we're able to, like, just take the characters out for a minute and, you know, just get real. Especially with, you know, with all of the things that, that's happened in PWR over the last year. So it's always nice to talk about that. With that said, we're about to end this week's episode of the podcast. So we might as well just go through um, this week's Payback Prediction column or, or, or segment of the podcast. But before that, you guys want to talk about SmackDown because, hey, we're going to be talking about Raw anyway. Um, and, and there are a few things on SmackDown that I think nah, would be nice to talk about really quickly. Yeah, go ahead
0: now with SmackDown. Okay.
1: Um. First off, Breezango, your new number one contenders for the tag team titles. Um, Land I, of
0: Opportunity.
1: Yeah, I Land didn't see of this coming.
0: Opportunity. Didn't see Wait, it coming.
1: Is it happening now on Payback? No, it's not happening at Payback. I just wanted to talk about it because it happened on SmackDown really? this week. Okay. Payback is not a SmackDown pay-per-view.
2: Yeah, I know. Can we just wait can we just save the, the
1: go talk until you know Backdash is near because I, I wanna see what happens next. No, I'm just surprised now they they're uh, getting a decent baby face reaction. Huh? They're getting a push? No, they're getting a baby face reaction. Like, ah, well they quite are at this point. Yeah, like I, I I just expected a more apparent face turn, so like you know, I'm it, it's just surprising. You know who
2: is surprising as a baby face right now? Charlotte. Uh Yeah. I did see that one I mean, but I think they did need uh, a second, and uh, a a third or you know a second strong baby face after Naomi and Becky, so what going or you know a top one
1: yeah, Pueda. um it, it, it's fresh, I guess, because uh, we never really saw like a three on three thing happen, given how you know um the women's division in general has a lack of depth um i i I guess I'm okay uh, with this storyline so far. I just hope that the alliance doesn't start calling themselves like CNT or some shit. <laughs> Submission
0: sorority pareh. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That was that was the worst. Um, th- there was a no DQ match uh, this week on SmackDown. I don't know if but like I just totally fast forwarded through it.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was strange, but eh, it, it was what it was. There was action. Uh, it was short because of, you know SmackDown two hours.
1: I just I just hate how you know um, I no longer care about Randy Orton. I no longer care about Eric Rowan. Luke Harper not being involved in any of this just uh, makes me not care about him either. Um, Sobrang bilis na parang I used to be so interested and now I'm just poof I don't give a shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which uh, I do
2: care about uh, at this point. Uh, Jinder Mahal is the only thing uh, keeping the WWE Championship storyline going.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's uh, that's fair to say. I guess this is just our way of saying that you know, for all of the dick sucking towards SmackDown Live, it's still not a perfect product. Like there are yeah, still yeah. things that yeah. no, are I'm, problematic.
2: I'm, I'm very much willing to accept the fact that SmackDown Live isn't perfect. I'm tell yeah. Hey, you, I mean, yes. What you have to do is you know, make it better. But at this point, I, it's still a more watchable program overall. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. So, can we talk about real quick how Team India stole the WWE Championship? as it literally stole the thing like how Standata stole the PHX Championship from Peter? Uh, and that's pretty much the reason why the House of Horrors match at Payback is not a championship match. Is that uh, confirmed by any championship match?
1: No, it's still a championship. No, yeah, it is just a House of Horrors match. It's yeah, no longer billed those, as for the no, title. Uh, the no,
2: no title stip. Uh, mm. India for, <laughs> so if I were Bray Wyatt I, wouldn't I be mad uh, the reason why I challenged Randy Gordon to a House of Horrors match is now literally not there
1: yeah I think that's very problematic I think that's very unfair for Bray Wyatt
2: yeah I think um, I, I still blame Vince for this because the whole superstar shakeup was super random and from out of nowhere so so many things are adjusting to his wins that even SmackDown is caught up. I, I think we can all trace, we can really just trace the whole Hindermaal thing from that. I, I mean, the superstar shakeup wasn't bad in itself. Yeah, but they, didn't, they obviously did not plan far ahead for it.
0: Yeah, yeah there are a lot of loose ends with the shakeup yeah. that are only coming to light now. Exactly.
1: If there was like a winners and losers column post superstar shakeup, the biggest loser has to be Bray Wyatt, and it, it, it's it's so unfair because uh, you would think that uh, he was already the biggest loser in WrestleMania, but no, like no, nope. he's just really fallen so far from uh, what whatever whatever peak he went through when he won the title at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, you know that shipped off to Raw, so I guess not that that's problem
2: anymore. Uh, too bad though because again as you mentioned he experienced his rena- renaissance at- on Smackdown and then he goes back to Raw and then
1: everything goes shitty again blah 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 blah, blah. he doesn't even get his that's fucking rematch what the fuck I mean he gets is a that- rematch but it's not even yeah. for the title it's so stupid
2: yep that's the way it is things will never be the same I literally Those cannot give a fuck
1: about the uh, the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt feud I do not give a shit about it yeah. at all like I think I will... let's,
2: let's have the Jinder Mahal And let's have the Jinder Mahal Debate again Some other time When we get closer To the backlash Yeah it.
1: sure Um, One last bit On Team India What are your thoughts On the Sira brothers Getting rebranded As the Singh brothers When they've already Appeared on the main oh, roster As the Siras
2: I don't really care It doesn't matter uh, Happened to You know M. Happened to Zack Ryder Uh Zach Ryder, half the Curtis Axel. It doesn't matter. These things happen all the time. It's, it's not a big deal. It's, just weird. it's not the worst thing that could happen for them. Yeah, pretty much.
1: How about the fact that now, you know, like when they were first uh, made the debut on 205 Live, they spoke English and shit and now they're reverting to speak in Punjabi. I don't care.
0: It's, it's another its another wrinkle. It's, it's funny the gimmick for me.
1: But is it? Th- does it not feed into the scene, sino- the nat- natural xenophobia of Americans?
2: Oh yeah, it does. But, uh, at this point, we should be should be used to you know how how WWE operates when it comes to foreigners and their storylines. What are you going to do at this point?
1: All right. So yeah, fine. Um, let's talk about the payback card then. I uh, got eight matches, one pre-show match, and no Finn Balor on the card yeah. yet. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty yep. upset. I'm pretty upset that Finn Balor's role has been reduced to random babyface you stick into a squash match or a six man tag if you need a babyface or if you're short I a babyface.
2: Uh,
1: I think at this point, it's still the
2: transition from superstar shakeup post WrestleMania, so they're still clearing the dust and laying out everything that's going to be happening moving forward. You know, after. Uh, after all the loose ends get really tied up, maybe after that, that's when Finn Balor's is going to figure it into a, into a some something consistent in the storyline.
1: I hope so, or at least I, a decent program. Yeah, I hope so. I say like I the Universal so. Championship is nowhere, so there's literally nowhere to to fit Finn Balor in.
2: Yeah, but I think should clear up, should open up after Payback. That one,
1: Sana. Yeah, I blame Vince, and I also yeah. kind of optimistically. Blame, I also kind of blame Brock.
2: Yeah. All
1: right, so let's go through this. Let's start with a tag team match on the pre-show: Enzo and Big Cass versus the Club. Um, I also do not care about this feud at all, so I'm just gonna say the Club because I think they can use the win.
0: Yeah, the Club. Club could use the win more, so much more. Yeah.
1: All right.
0: They got they got very little going for them. Yeah.
1: Right next Sadly. up, uh, singles match for the U.S. title. The winner goes to SmackDown. Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. I think Owens wins this. He finally puts Jericho away, so Jericho can like go back to Fozzie. And Owens. Advertised, gonna- but
2: the, the winner goes to SmackDown. I mean, yes, it was mentioned. Yes. Brian, is that what they're saying in the hype materials for this? Yes. Oh, That's right. what they've been saying on commentary the whole time. All right, uh, Owens for sure. We say Owens is already firmly entrenched in SmackDown.
1: Yeah, he has got the whole Face of America thing going on, so yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: and that's working. That's getting over way too fast. So, really he's up Raw, huh? No,
2: no, o- he's no not.
1: Owens does not appear on Raw. But they okay. reference it all. So,
2: yeah. So, yeah.
1: Right, next Owens up, sure. uh tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. It's the Hardy Boys versus Cesaro and Sheamus. I think the Hardy Boys retain, but Cesaro and Sheamus turn heel in the process. Yeah. I was uh, I was about to say
2: that.
1: Yeah. What do you guys feel about a heel Cesaro though? I don't I missed it.
0: It's been a while since he's been outrightly healed.
2: So. Um, at this point, the only reason why his heel characters from before never really took off is because they couldn't find the right one. So I think pairing up with Sheamus and just being bruisers like they were back when they were the Kings of Wrestling. Yes, they were. Uh, would be a, the best fit for Cesaro, right?
1: Were the heels, but like Hiro and Cesaro were the heels? Yes, they were. Yes. Okay.
2: They teamed together and it was great. Yes, they were heels, yes. All
1: right. Now, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Sayang lang, because like, I love Cesaro so much and I love how the babyface version of him is basically him in real life. So like, yeah. sayang lang na, they couldn't do more with it when they had the chance. Like when he was super hot during the US Open Challenge or, you know, um, towards the end end of 2015 like right before he got injured sayang lang I, I just wish they did more with the babyface run he had eh yeah it is what it is it's... do you guys even want to predict the house forwards match at this point no uh, it's, it's, in,
2: it's uh,
0: inconsequential
2: not for the championship uh I don't know I, I want to say be yeah, I, I want to say Bray wins it just because it's not for the championship anymore but uh, at this point who here's because nothing, they, nothing I, really good comes out of this. Yeah, uh, they, you know they hate spray to some extent. That he loses a lot, right? So eh, I don't know. Doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't give a fuck. Let's, way, let's move on. Yeah. Um, cruiserweight championship: Neville versus Austin Aries. Aries,
2: it's Aries is fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think Aries finally wins. Yeah, it's about time to give
0: Aries the run with the belt that he, you know, has sort of deserved since he came on to 205.
1: Yeah, plus uh, with, with Aries as the champion, it would be nice to see Neville and TJ go up against him. Like, uh, put them in a three way. I would love that.
2: Yep. Uh, it's about time to run because Neville's beaten all the baby faces on. He's house. In 205, on 205 Live. All the baby faces are worth a shit. Even Jack Gallagher looks fucking depressed. After taking so many L's At this point we need uh, um, A baby face champions To refresh all the matchups
1: Alright um, Women's championship Alexa Bliss versus Bayley Bayley being the champion Again this is another feud I don't really care about But I, I probably just have A small tiny bit of a Of a care Just because of Alexa Bliss So with that said I, I want Alexa Bliss to win Yeah
2: I think she's winning Uh it's been made clear now that they're kinda of hot shotting her
1: the thing, so yeah. And I don't Yeah, I don't mind if they're hot shotting her. Mainly because 'cause they've really crapped on the Bailey character. Yeah.
0: Yep. The pattern, Bailey just needs a new wrinkle now. And I think if if Alexa's the one who benefits from this, give it to her. By all means, give it her.
1: Right. Um your, your two main events, you've got Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe. Um this one's very because hey. Samoa Joe is supposed to be the boss Before the uber boss About that being Triple H so, The under boss Well, yeah So so, so with, with Seth now facing Samoa Joe It's like Oh, you finished the video game But wait, you have to kind of go back a level And like beat this boss <laughs> I do man. It's
0: Like old school Mortal Kombat
1: No, not even It's like the game has a glitch Like if Seth Rollins uh, is the main character In your video game The game literally has a glitch Because he had to go back a level
2: no, I think um, it's easy to say that, but uh, remember that Triple H is fucking old for one. And, he's not a full time guy yeah, anymore. you 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 beat a legend, but at this point, we asked it. You didn't beat him at his prime, right? It's like it's like beating Wizards Jordan. Uh, Samoa Joe is still an active wrestler who is still in in active wrestler condition for beat one. Condition. So, really? Yeah, I. It's not that he's not the, the the underboss that you go back to. It's more of he is more like the omega weapon for for Seth Rollins. Ooh, I like by that. that I mean that he is a site he is another boss after the final boss that which you need harder, to complete the game. It's hard. It's optional, but it's harder. Okay, just you know, Mojo is not on the same level of conditioning at least
1: as Triple H at this point. I just wish it felt like a bigger deal. Like you know how when you go through your Pokemon sure. games and you've you've conquered uh, the Elite Four, but then you have to beat the champion. Like the champion is a totally yeah. different beast. I just wish it felt that way. Now Samoa Joe was the champion and Triple H was the Elite Four. We we just I think that's what happens that. when you.
2: I, see, I think I think that's what happens when you and A, when you don't involve Samoa Joe at WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. But, or that. Got he there. needed that exposure. Eh? The yep. exposure and the association just to make it even clearer. Even by moving yeah, forward. Even at
2: least by MA, by being at Triple H's site in that match. Or right? interfering a bit. Yeah,
1: I really felt they did Joe dirty. Like, he was the one guy they didn't involve in WrestleMania weekend at all.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was expecting to show up. And what was he doing? Watching backstage. Well, him and Finn, to be
1: honest. Yeah, but you see, Finn, you kind of get it because it's not like Finn didn't have a storyline. Samoa Joe was right in the middle of that story.
2: No, um, you kind of get it, and then you don't because you see photos of Finn and how shows uh, teaming up with Sammy and you know, Sammy and Seth going up against Triple H, Samoa Joe, and and Kevin and Owens. Kevin Owens, right? So there was precedent.
1: Right. Um, anyway, uh, who wins this? I th- I think it's Seth.
2: Seth, better not clean. Not clean. All
1: right. And uh, your main event, I I honestly think this is a main event. It's Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. As much as I think that it's going to be Reigns wins lol, I hope Braun Strowman wins. Because hey, Strowman needs this way more than Roman Reigns does.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows that, but uh, you can't really... Realistically say Strowman wins Because Roman wins LOL yeah, yeah It's worse than Okada winning At this point Yeah Let, Let's make a quick What?
1: Because Okada is champion Okada still has Bigger stakes To give up Okay True Not that I really Want to make a bet here But I kind of want to Just throw this out there How much worse Is Payback gonna be Compared to how Crappy Fastlane was Hmm. I don't know
2: I can't predict, I can't project that now
1: you can't really
0: project crappiness objectively
1: no cause like when when we were <laughs> heading into fast lane, we kind of cared for the most part about the matches and about the storylines heading into there but like I'm looking at this payback card and I don't give a shit about half the card you yeah. know what I mean like uh, that, that yeah I know
2: but, but at this point uh, you can't say whether this is gonna be crappy or whatever uh there's potential for it to get better. You know, you know, there's always potential for it to get better. It's just it, it's just anyway, a matter of how it's going to unfold. Uh for all we know, you know, it's like WrestleMania last year or the year before. Um we all didn't really care that much, but it turned out to be it turned out to be great. So we'll see. Let's just see. It, it's really foolish to get to a pay-per-view will be trash depending on how it's gonna, how it looks on paper. I think at this point, we should have at least learned that lesson. Right.
1: Okay. Um, that said, of course, uh, payback happening on Monday morning. And no, you're not going to watch it on TV5 because they don't offer pay-per-views. So your best bet is to just watch it on the network. But before that, the day before, you've got Revolution X as always, it happens at uh, the, the Unilab Bayanian Center along Pioneer Street in Mandaluyong. Um, it's going to be at 2 p.m. off the chain, of course. And you still have a couple of days to get your discounted tickets in. So if you know who to message, if you know where to message them, then uh, by all means, don't let us stop you. Just, uh, go get those discounted tickets. It'll totally be worth it. Um the whole match cards on the PWR page, so just look for that, or the Revolution X event page. So again, just look for that. And um, before we finally and mercifully end this week's edition of the podcast, our picks of the week. So I'll let you two guys um, get first dibs. Uh, okay, uh, I'll you- go
0: first. Oh, um, okay, Lang? yeah, go, go, go. Okay, um, I'll go. I'm going with the women's match to close SmackDown: Naomi and Charlotte. I. The ending, not as much,
2: but okay. I'm gonna go with Tazawa and for two or five
1: You in tag team match? Yep, tag team match. All right, so Tazawa and uh, Swan versus versus Kendrick and uh, Dar. All right, uh, mine would have to be Ali versus Nice, the one where where uh, Drew Gulak just came out and explained the the no fly zone gimmick and actually got and Corey Graves so by yeah. end. Yeah, so that that, that was fun. I'm um, I'm loving the no fly zone conservative senator gimmick. I love it. I think that it makes sense, especially how some of us actually uh, don't like certain unnecessary risks by certain people that may or not be named Kota, Kota Ibushi. Ibushi. So yeah, um, I I I think that's great. And um, 205 Live is is low key lit right now. So um, yes, it, very much so. If you're not on the bandwagon, it's it's time to start hopping on board.
2: Yeah, please do because. Uh... Uh, apparently 205Live's numbers on the network are not doing well. Oh, no! So, so, yeah, apparently it does matter even if it's uh, an on-demand uh, on-demand service, right?
1: Yeah, and we don't want it to be yeah. in the same list as Legends of JBL or Legends with JBL. The fuck, that! Fuck that on principle. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the podcast. So on behalf of Ro Moran and Rav Camus, my name is Stancy, C. And thanks for listening, for subscribing, for downloading for uh, giving us your feedback. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at the Podcast, at Rosewar, at CavemanCamels, and at underscore Stancy. And with that, we are out of here. We'll see you this Sunday at Revolution X. Sit down. Be humble. Glorious. No, I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm there.